Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first inaugural Tripod. Uh, Tripod is a weekly video podcast presented by Pixelated Geek. Um, my name is James Honeycutt. You may recognize me from the Pixel Plays live streams. You may also recognize these delightfully. Yeah, look at. Oh, is it working? Where's your face? I'm trying to. I'm trying to put his face on the. Is it? Yeah, yay. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so, um, guys, uh, go ahead and, and introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Taylor Tate. And I'm Jonathan Cross. I'm confused as to how these live... You're... Yeah, so everyone can see both of you guys as of right now, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they could... Ah! Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, JJ. Okay, so let's do... So, hi. <laughs> Sorry about this. This is the first time we're doing this. My name is James Honeycutt. I've been a writer with Pixelated Geek forever. Um, and this is... This is Taylor Tate. Oh, Say hi, Taylor. Oh, yeah, I actually can't see it since I'm on mobile, but hi, I'm Taylor Tate. I've been on and off writer for Pixelated Geek for a couple of years. Excellent, excellent. And, and this is JJ. Hi, JJ. Say hello. Hey, and I've been on and off with Pixelated Geek for a while now as well. Yay! So, um, so that's that sorted out. Uh, what we're trying to do here with Tripod is essentially just create a dialogue uh, between three parties about um, you know topical incidents in interactive entertainment and geek culture as a whole. Um, and so we should probably just go ahead and jump into it because we don't want to take up a, a whole lot of everybody's time. But uh, next week, uh, one of Sony's major releases, The Order 1886, um, is going to be dropping. And um, I guess what we really sort of want to deal with initially is is in this like weird drought time of year, and especially with a title that was announced that long ago, is does anybody care? anymore um is this is this a title that that you guys are excited about i'm gonna i'm gonna feel that to taylor first all right um initially i was excited about it uh, it seemed like a, a unique kind of setting and in character choice for that for that kind of game um but it took too long to deliver and now it's coming out and you know i'm i'm already looking forward to and focusing on you know games that are going to come out in you know six to ten months and I don't really care at all about the word at this point. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, that's that's fair. Uh, JJ? Uh, I wasn't too interested in it at first when they first announced it because it seemed more of a um, quick-time event game from a lot of things they yeah, showed. Yeah, they, they, um, did, they did sort of to press that kind of heavily in the, in the media for it. And what kind of kills me is the, you know, everyone kind of jumped on Let's Kill... Um, Rise Son of Rome because it's similar in nature. Very, we want to look pretty, have a different frame rate, you know, go in a different route and have these quick time events. And then this game was announced and no one said anything about it in those terms. You know, they were saying it was going to be a cinematic uh, visual style for dropping the frame rate. I forget what it's at, but it's nowhere 24. near 30 or 40. Uh, it's it's yeah. like 24 specifically. Um... Because 24 is uh, cinematic film rate. Generally, uh, films are either in 24 or 48 frames per second. So, um, I guess I'm going to respond to that. I I am excited about it. Um, 
partially just because the the PS4 hasn't really had any any major um, sort of platform driving franchise titles. Um, I think the studio has a really good pedigree. It's a lot of people from um, Santa Monica who are responsible for the the um, God of War games. Um, I do think the frame rate nonsense is just that's it's a gimmick and it's a stupid gimmick because I don't remember the last time I was like, hey, could you take some frames away from me? Could you give me less? Because that's that's it's like food or air. It's not one of those things you're better off with less of. Um, I think that's I think it's idiocy, Uh, though. Otherwise, in terms of. sort of presentational art style choices. I think it's a gorgeous looking game as long as you guys can pull the frame rate nonsense out of the equation. Um, and I, I'm excited just cause I want to have a reason to play my PS4 that isn't a remake of the best game of two years ago. Like that's, that's, I guess that's what it comes down to. Uh, responses. Taylor, you're up. Um, yeah, so, uh, about it, uh, uh, JJ's comment about, about, you know, people kind of crucified Rise a little bit, um, for taking a more cinematic approach okay. and having a, a good bit of quick time events. Um, I, I love Rise, and, 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 you know, like John, like JJ said, you know, it's true, you know, we've, I've heard a peep about, you know, people, you know, critiquing uh, the order for this, um, and speaking of the frame rate, you know, particularly these days, in most recently you think of Master Chief Collection. How people were freaking out, and they have been some recent trend about how exactly many frames per second are we getting, and if it's not 60, then then why are you even releasing the game? Yeah, you know, it's there. There, there is this obsession about things that may not necessarily matter the most, like frame rate, like resolution. Uh, that you know, while they do make a difference, they're not something that that you know can make or break a game. It'll be exciting to see uh, how well received the order is, because if it's received really well. It can be kind of a, a counterpoint to that obsession about about you know frame rates all the time. Yeah, I, th- I actually think that's a really good point because um, you know for for the longest time when um, fooling around with with like PC settings, like especially when you know your video card is like right on the edge of oh I need to replace this. Um, there's always this decision you make between like whether or not something needs to look really good or whether or not you actually need 60 frames per second. And I don't know the exact math, but it's, it's something in between 45 and 50 is the cap of what the human eye can reliably detect. Um, and so I, I, I agree that frame rate shouldn't be the first thing you discuss graphically ever. Um, because it, it's so low on the tier of, you know, what, what matters. Um, it's weird that we look at certain technical things like that instead of, like, art style or narrative choices or something like that. Um, JJ, what are your thoughts? I think it's fine to have a lower frame rate, even especially on consoles, um, if you're trying to keep a visual look steady the whole time. Um it is a little annoying for them to try to pull the whole we want to go for a cinematic experience and not just say we're lowering the frame rate so we can have it run smoothly. Because um, other games have done that in the past. Even Sunset Overdrive said, hey, we're running, I think it's 720p, but upscaling, you know? Or no, no, not 720p. It's like 990. And that way they said they could have a higher frame rate and keep everything looking good. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think trying to pull the artistic card can come off a little snobbish. Well, I think for this specifically, like I, I think what it is for me is that um, like that's a weird argument, is because we cinema works at twenty four or forty eight frames, but that's because we're used to it, and and it's very different to see something real what it operating is that way for me is that um um sorry like, about this i'm i'm changing uh the twitch setting with regard to the thing you mentioned a second ago so i don't know if you guys got audio for that we'll worry about that next time um so yeah i don't i just think frame rate is a weird thing to like make a a low end choice on intentionally i what do you guys think about the rumor that like that really they didn't want to make an artistic choice for it to be 24 frames, but they built an engine and that engine isn't optimized well enough to run much above that. So 24 is an excuse. Uh, I'm going to bounce it off you first, JJ. I think that's fair. I think it's, I think they said they wanted to do the artistic because what happened with rise when rise said it had a lower, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, Oh, it's not next gen, uh, you know, and everyone crapped on it. So I think they thought by saying it's artistic, people would accept that. Um, but like we said before, it just kind of comes off as an excuse, you know, and yeah. I mean, if, I, I think we have this mindset so, since we both, or we all play on PC and console, go back yeah. and forth, you know, right. that we, we accept that the systems, you know, run a bit slower than our computers, and that's a fact, you know, and there is that whole PC master race debate between it, but it's just... Yeah. I've just come to accept it that I know that I will have better performance on the game on PC most of the time. Yeah. Um, I want it to run like that. I'll buy, probably buy it on PC rather than getting the console version. Or if I don't care and I'd rather have the comfort of my couch, I'll play it on console. Okay. Yeah. You know, not every game matters. Some do, in my opinion. I think you know, first-person shooters that are you know heavily competitive, you need to have that higher frame rate. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point, Taylor. Do you have anything else to add? Um. Well. If I were a production company and we were building an engine for a game, and when we complete the engine, we put, you know, the uh, uh, what I'm going to assume is a massive amount of hours into building an engine to, you know, run this particular game, and if at the end of it it's not properly op- optimized and can't deliver the 60 frames 1080p that everyone wets themselves over, you're not going to scrap the whole project. You're you're still going to proceed forward. You're going to create the product, use the engine, and Either from a PR standpoint, you you flat out say, hey, you know, we built this engine, and it turns out it can't do you know what everyone wants it to do, but okay. this is what we built. Now we hope you enjoy it. Or you can try and create a a, a reason why you're not doing it at 60 frames per second at 1080p, like saying it's for artistic style or, or you know all that kind of you know it gives character to the game. Uh, now you know if this is untrue, then obviously it doesn't matter, but it, it would be an interesting choice to make, and I think if it was that they just built it and it didn't you know, work and uh, completely maximize, then you know, I, I respect their choice of still going forward and making a game, because you're not going to scrap it with that much money put into it. No, no, and especially because I think the... First of all, you, you made some really, really, really excellent points there. Um, especially because in every other capacity, the game does seem to be received well by... The, both the the gaming press and and by the the community like I, I I can't find anyone that looks at it and says that game looks that game looks stupid 
are, you know, like it has appeal on top of everything else. And I, I do wonder if maybe maybe all of this nonsense about it is focusing a little too heavily on on that. And, you know, especially given how, how clean the game looks, like how nice the animations are, um, how, how like sort of crisp the particle effects are. I do wonder if it has something to do with the fact that they just built that engine um, and it can't quite handle it. Um, and, and yeah, and exactly, you know, exactly the way that you, you analyze that. I think, I think that you hit some nails on some heads. Um, moving along to a different company making different choices <laughs> about content. Uh, there's a, there's a game that came out, uh, last week called Evolve that uh that I think people are even more polarized about um than not only the order but anything I can think of in recent history um so Evolve is uh made by Turtle Rock Studios it's a 4 versus 1 multiplayer title um I'm sure most of most of you guys out there have heard of it um one of the the issues with it is that uh one of the many um, is that it it delivers a very specific limited multiplayer experience. Um, you essentially have four v one, um, and you have it in three different game modes. Um, and there are is it twelve or is it sixteen playable characters? It's one of those two. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's it, regardless. There are. A very few playable characters, um, which are essentially it's like four different variations of each of the four classes. Um, and so, if you think something along the lines of Left for Dead minus the narrative, um, any narrative for that matter, it's just you on a map, three other players and a monster, uh, and you're trying to kill the monster. So that's a game that costs sixty American dollars. Um, only there is, depending on how you look at it, between 60 to 120 different dollars of DLC. Um, if you purchase the season pass, which is twenty four ninety nine, um, you don't gain access to $60 worth of that $120 worth of total DLC. So... You have a game that is monetized, a small game with a small experience that is monetized in an odd way with a fully priced season pass, $24.99, that doesn't give you access to all of the DLC that's available um, over the course of the first, quote, season of DLC. Which one of you guys wants to take shots at this first? Go for it. They, well, they... I will say also, actually, the $100 PC Monster Race Edition comes with the game, the Hunting Season Pass, a fifth playable monster, which I think is, I think you can only get through this for the time being. Okay, Two additional so hunters and four of, monster skins. Right, that's one of three different exclusive monsters that come from... No, but nobody understands how this this DLC works. Nobody understands what what's where, what season passes, what for what. And that's because it's it's out of control. Like just I just being fair, DLC is somewhat 
complicated as an issue, but this is this is ridiculous. Like this is a this is an absurd level of monetization of of things. Now, um, before I get too high up on that soapbox, uh, Taylor, do you do you want to do you want to take a shot at it? Sure. Um, so, I, I, among the three of us, I think I'm I'm the least enthusiastic about this game. Um, I I played the beta, uh, the open beta. It didn't really grab me. Um, and when I heard about this, uh, I, I kind of rolled my eyes, chuckled, and was not surprised at all by it, really, because at this point, you know, nothing was going to make me interested in the game anyway, and I'm already, you know, at my maximum level of disinterested. So, it doesn't surprise me because these companies, by these companies, I mean all companies, uh, are particularly motivated, motivated by, you know, making their profit. And in recent in recent years, you know, DLC content has been, I think, one of the prime money makers for games. In fact, for some games, I think it surpasses the the income they make from selling the just the original core title. Uh, you can look at you know the recent onslaught of free to play games that are free, quote unquote, right. and you shovel buckets of money into it, your reskins or you know uh, buffs of some kind or another. So, hearing this. Didn't shock me at all. It you know I, for people who were interested in it, who bought the season pass, I can right. imagine they would feel cheated. Sorry, you guys are gonna get a echo for just a second here because I need to I need to fix an audio setting really quick. But yeah, no Taylor, you, you make some some very strong points with that. Um, JJ, do you have anything to add before I jump up all the way on my soapbox? Yeah, no. Um, for me, this was a game I really wanted to like when they first announced it. And that one trailer with the cover of Danzig's mother, I thought was awesome. Um, and the idea of it was really cool. And I remember that the playing, getting a hands-on with it, and not enjoying it. I got bored really quickly on both sides. Like, I, you know how they would let you choose, do you want to play as the monster or what class you want to play? I found the monster to be very boring. Um, I've had matches that lasted too long, and I had a match that lasted about five minutes. And it wasn't fun. It just felt like work. To play, you know. Whereas Left 4 Dead, to me, was fun. Um, and I think that, that DLC paywall does hurt it a lot. And it's amazing, too, that people are kind of mad about the DLC, but if you were to say EA published this, there would be more, you know, pitchforks and torches over this. <laughs> those are those are thumbs. Um, so, obviously, one of, one of the things that, that I... I get up on a, a soapbox about is um, is how much we vilify certain companies over others. I think one of the only reasons that this game has not been lit on fire uh, in in a public square is because Turtle Rock developed it, and everybody loves Left 4 Dead. And a, I don't get that because I think Left 4 Dead is a really weirdly un satisfying experience um i was much more excited about this one because it was a gigantic monster and i wanted that experience to be cool um i i think it's a great idea i think it's um i think the execution i guess could have been better i i didn't have as bad an experience in the beta um as you guys did we've talked about this off the air before i actually i enjoyed it but i think this is one of those games where your experience is going to be based completely on who you're who you're putting matchmaking with, and I think um, additionally it's it's going to be so community driven that um, that I think as soon as the vast majority of people stop playing, um, it's not going to be worth jumping it at all. 
um, I think you're going to get this like hardcore group of people who who climb into it and and who really get super competitive to the point of frightening the way that PC gamers get. Um, but I think uh, I think one of my main issues with the DLC Paygate is that this is an online only shooter. Okay, this is an online only shooter. And online-only shooters are all about the community. And creating a paygate, a massive effed-up monetary strategy for the DLC, limits the growth of the community, which means the game isn't going to get played, which is counter to your purpose entirely. Um, by over-monetizing this, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Um, if they had, If this had been a situation like this fiscally, like $120 worth of DLC and that $120 worth of DLC had been um, over the course of a year and a half, I think it'd be a very different structure. But the fact that this is how it starts. Hi guys, this is Tony. Tony says hello to the internet. Um, He's yeah. All right. So yeah, no, just bad choices all around. And I think the truth is get down. I love you. Get down. Uh, I think, the truth is I really want this game anyway because I want, I want what, what I think it, it should be. Um, but I haven't bought it yet and I'm, I'm not going to buy it at $60 and I'm not going to spend any money on their DLC. Cause I think this is a hacky, this is them diving headfirst frantically through the air at my wallet. And I don't, I don't like that. That's not what I want in games. Um, yeah. Further. I was gonna thoughts? say also. This, yeah. I was gonna say this is also coming out at a time when there aren't that many games out, and I don't know if this is a game that's gonna last. You yeah. know, like it could be like Titanfall, where it was fun to play, but it came out at this weird time, and everyone kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Um. I see. I. I agree. I, th- I think it's going to have a similar a similar sort of lifespan to Titanfall. And I think that's really problematic. I think you can't have an online-only shooter and not really, like, know your fan base. Like, know the, the people you're dedicating the your time to. Um, yeah. So I, I, I agree totally. I think it's a weird time for them to release it. And I think this monetary fiscal plan um, for the title is is just terrible and irresponsible. Uh, Taylor, do you have any additional thoughts? Um, well, um, I'm, I'm you know, re-mentioned that my main complaint with the game was just that uh, you know the, they build so much of this. There's this ferocious monster, and these four hunters are hunting it. And yet, when you play as the monster, even at level two, or I think three was the maximum monster level you could get uh, in the beta, um, the little tiny people that were like as big as one of your toes were incredibly durable, and yes. that there was no penalty for them dying because they could get you know picked right back up. And sure, if they die repeatedly, they go back to the dropship and whatever. But if you're gonna have a monster hunter game make it so that the hunters are at a severe disadvantage and require teamwork. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like James said, you know, with, with there being that large paywall, it's going to decrease the kind of community it's going to have, which could make those isolated instances where teams work really well together, uh, you know, even, even fewer and far between. And yeah. so 
I guess making the players, the humans, uh, more durable could, in a way that I really disapprove of, um, make it better to not have such good, or make it rather make it easier to still win while having zero teamwork, like you would have hoped for. Right. Well, like you end up having to hope for because nobody's playing it because nobody's bought it because it's <laughs> ludicrous. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree totally. Like, I, I think that game would be much more interesting if it were harder. Um, and I, I have this weird, there's this weird thing in my head where I I don't know if this fits with your experience uh, of the matches, but when I was a monster for that first tier of evolution, I was thinking run away. Now, what yep. what game did you think you were making? Like, they're terrifying. They're big and they're scary. And one of them even looks like a Lightning Cthulhu. There's no way if I am Lightning Cthulhu, I am thinking run away from the humans. Like, it needed to be structured in such a way where it was hunting them from the beginning and they were leveling up as they played through. Essentially, they were growing more powerful or gaining better weapons because it shouldn't be a situation where the monster is trying to evolve into something more powerful to, to stomp humans. That's that logic is backwards. You, you need to have a terrifyingly powerful monster that maybe gets a little more powerful, but you need you need the people to get better or to get heavier weapons or to like, I, I do think, what if, no, uh, what if they reverse the kind of system, like what you said, where the, the human players are, are, they're the ones leveling up and they would do it by gaining access to bunkers or checkpoints or supply closets throughout the map. Yeah. And the monster would level up by getting kills on the players. So you're strongly motivating the monster to hunt down the players and the players have a, Kind of similar system to what they have, from, from what I remember from the beta, where the where in the end, like they do have to fall back and defend this particular objective when the monster progresses so far. Yeah. But just expand that and have it and have them have things that they need to run and collect or do throughout the entire match in order to you know try and become competitive against the monster. See what what I think in response to that. What I think is that we just in about five minutes came up. <laughs> with a better overall game concept than they did in the entire development time that they had. Evolve 2, the Evolvening, coming out next year. Right, published by us productions. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I mean, really, let's be real. That's, that's, that's nonsense. So that actually gives us... Uh, that actually gives us a pretty neat segue into what's going on. Since none of us are playing... Um, evolve and it is January which uh, it's not January it's February February. we just had Valentine's Day I know I know what day okay whoops Um, but yeah so that's but that's how it feels to me in all honesty I think the reason why my brain does that is because like January February kind of don't exist and are the same thing it's a boring span of time it's cold and it's dreary outside nothing comes out there aren't any really awesome movies that come out this time of year nothing releases so um what are you guys doing right now to alleviate boredom this (laughs) Um. yeah you're up you're up jj 
Oh, thanks. Um, for me, I, I bought Besiege. You did. On Steam, which... Yeah. It, it, I don't like trusting early access games, because I've already been burned. Um, but, you know, it was one of those... I, I watched too many videos of it, and then I bought it, and then I put too many hours into it. Not as, you know, not as much as I thought I did, but... You know, it became, I'm sitting at my computer doing nothing, why should I be on Reddit or YouTube? Let me just build something in this. And that's what I would go and do. Um, and for procedure, if you don't know what it is, it's a, I guess, puzzle destruction game. Uh, you have to build a tool of destruction to destroy your objective. And I've been playing that, and I played... Daisy again for 20 minutes oh. and get my Daisy Phil. <laughs> and and in that 20 minute span of time you were playing Daisy, did you do anything other than hike? Uh, I did loot some houses, get up, got up on a roof, and realized that I was surrounded by zombies and logged out. <laughs> I d I don't know what Daisy you were playing, but that sounds like you got more of an experience out of it in that 20 minutes than I did the whole time I played it. Uh, that, that seems to remind me, Taylor, what did we call that? Wasn't that, that was like hiking simulator 2013. Yeah. Hiking slash running simulator 2013. Yeah. And that's, that's what you do. And then there's some food poison simulation elements in there as well. Yeah. But that's, that's about it. Taylor, what are you playing right now? Um, right now, well, um, robot disco derby dodgeball. Yeah. I butchered that title. Um, Robot Roller Derby that, Disco uh, Going back and playing older titles that, I, that I've enjoyed, like going through the Stalker series, I think that these two months are the season for smaller um, indie games to thrive, like Besiege, like Roller Derby. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother with the title. IDARB. Dodgeball. Yeah, IDARB, I guess. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's where like the heavy hitters aren't putting anything out. And so the smaller games, which are coming out year-long anyway, actually kind of have breathing room to catch attention. Yeah, I, I actually think that's a really good point. Um, because if I think back over over what I've played in the last like month or so here, I think Besiege was the only one... It's the only thing I really bought. Um and that is definitely a smaller title that I might not have paid attention to during the larger span of time. I, I think I think that's a good point. I think indie developers really should look at this span of time because the AAA top-tier games aren't coming out. Um, and historically speaking, I don't think we really see AAA titles until March. Um, for some reason, March is, is like a big window. And I always wondered if that had something to do with the way the fiscal calendar is set up so that people could say, no, seriously, our quarter four was... It was okay, because of, of the release in March. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. I've, uh, I think yesterday, I think it was like seven hours of Besiege. I don't, I like that game. I like don't get Eve. Yeah. We're uh, calling you out and playing <laughs> Eve. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have been, <laughs> I have been playing Eve the way that, that you play Eve, which is. Yeah, should we put air quotes on playing? Yeah, I mean, what what I do in Eve is you log in and you check sales and orders and then you check your skill training, which you don't actually really have to do anymore because now you can queue up to 50 skills. 
so you you can do that one one at a time, and I don't have to worry about training for 286 days, 11 hours, and 16 minutes. Uh, and that's not a precise number because I didn't check that the whole time we were doing setup for this video podcast. That's a lie. That's exactly what I did. Um, yeah. And so then, then after that, like I'll just, I'll switch over to the mining area that I'm in and I will just press like three buttons every 15 minutes. Um, and if on the, the sort of like odd chance that any, um, what they call rats, because it's Eve and you can't call them things like mobs because it's Eve and they're different. If rats show up, um, you just go, okay, well, so here's my other set of drones. Go kill that. So not only am I not, am I not fi- like playing the game, also even when I am playing the game, I'm playing it by proxy. Like I'm not even targeting things and killing them when I'm playing it. I'm just like, launch drones. All right, let me go. I'm going to go make a sandwich and lift some weights and not play a video game while I'm playing a video game while not playing a video game. Bam. So, yes. So, Eve. Um, Though I will say, since this is not, you know, since we're covering a decent span of time, I also, I've been getting really into Elite Dangerous, which is a um, space flight sim uh, that released sort of like November, December of last year. I picked it up in January, and what I'm doing is slowly working my way across the representation of the known galaxy to Earth. And I think that's going to take me all year because they mapped most of the galaxy. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much that's how I'm alleviating boredom, which is not playing a space game while playing a space game that's a different game. Wee. So yeah, um, cool. Well, uh, I think we've covered about as much as we can. We've run a little bit over the time limit, um, but I really appreciate you guys uh, sitting through this. Um, obviously. Uh, I would I would love for you guys, if you could, to subscribe to our Twitch, our YouTube, or our iTunes channel, depending on how you're accessing this. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts with regard to future content you'd like to see us cover, uh, you can send an email to p-l-e-e-k at pixelatedgeek.com. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for showing up. And for Taylor Tate and Jonathan Crass, I am James Honeycutt. We will see you guys next week.